Welcome, welcome. You are listening to the first ever The Whistle Way podcast. And so the goal of our podcast is to help you as a real estate mortgage or business professional here in San Diego implement systems, support, and structure into your business to help you thrive and grow And what we want to do is kick it off on the show and just talk about a little something that's going on in the industry right now. And I had the opportunity this past week to go out to the Zillow Premier Agent Forum. It's an event that Zillow puts on, the number one real estate website in the world. Um, It's an event they put on every year out in Las Vegas. Um, They put on an an amazing event. They have some of the, the biggest speakers they had. I mean, Jason, you know, I love riding my Peloton bike. They had the um, CEO of Peloton and a ton of other amazing CEOs there sharing about how to grow your business. And one of the things that Zillow has become obsessed with is what's called CSAT or customer satisfaction. And so by doing a little bit of studying about their business, they found that of all the people that inquire on their website and ask questions about properties, 49% of those people never hear back from an agent. So they're not even contacted. So Zillow's typically referring those people to one of their paid, yes. you know. So agents are paying money right. to receive inquiries from consumers who are interested in real estate, yet 49% of those inquiries never receive a phone call. It's insane. Now, they have changed their business model because they've realized that there's an issue here, right? We are trying to provide a service to people but we're not delivering on that service. And it's actually making Zillow look bad. So the agent who's not making the phone call is not the one who's looking bad because the consumer's just going on Zillow and asking questions. And as far right, as they, so they know, just they're just reaching Zillow. out to Zillow. To Zillow so agent. Zillow's actually taking some flack because consumers are like, hey, no, I didn't hear from you guys, Zillow. What's going on? So they've now changed the way that they handle things. When that inquiry comes in, now instead of sending it to the real estate agent first with essentially a 50-50 shot that they're actually going to call them, they're now taking control of that follow-up so that they can take what was, let's again, it's 51% of the time they got called back, 49% in it. They're going to take that into their own hands to make sure that's 100% every single time. And so I found that to be really, really interesting. They're also doing customer satisfaction surveys all the time on all of their clients. They've had millions and millions of responses on questions to really understand where is it that agents are delivering and where is it that agents are not so delivering. What are they doing good and what are they doing bad? Where, yeah. where, where, where can they improve? So as an owner of a real estate team, Kyle, how is this is this good for real estate agents? Is this bad? What's what's the gist? I think the gist of it is that no matter what your business is, whether it's real estate mortgage or anything, whatever business you're running, you need to actually do some customer satisfaction surveys. You need to find out if you're delivering on the expectations that the consumer wants. And now I know I've go on some of these websites. There's a company 4C, F-O-R-S-E-E. They they tend to have their little things pop up on a lot of these websites and I'm the kind of guy where I just, whatever, I don't have time for this, um, and I just move on. But there's a lot of people who do take the time to complete those surveys. Um, and if we survey our customers, I think that we might all be a little bit surprised about what we find. And I think that we should not only be surveying our customers, but we should be surveying our employees, our agents, our mm. loan officers. We should be surveying them as well. because. One of the big things that I talk about every time I hire somebody new into our company, I tell them, I can't fix something if I don't know it's broken. And we don't realize something sometimes that our business is completely broken and there's, there's breaks all over the place, but we don't realize it because sometimes people don't tell us those things. 
But if we institute a CSAT or a customer satisfaction survey, now we might actually get that information out of people. And when we have that information, we can adapt like Zillow's adapting by taking control of the follow-up with these inquiries so that they can take the response rate from 51% to 100%. Look at you going from, from current events right into the meat of the podcast. I like it. Look at that. <laughs> was seamless. I'm like, where, where's the, there's the transition. I like it. You like that? So for a business owner, either a real estate agent um, that has a team or even just an agent on their own or any other business owner, what do they start with first? Do they Do they survey their employees, their customers, their vendors? Everybody. I think you need to survey everybody. So we did an event recently. Michael Reese, um, one of the founders of NAEA, National Association of Expert Advisors, one of our partners at eXp Realty, we did an event with them recently. And I've never thought to do this before, but they closed the event with a survey. And not just like, hey, when the event's over, you're going to get an email with a link to fill out a survey, because nobody fills that crap out. But what they did that was kind of unique is at the end of the event, they pulled a survey up right there and said, hey, guys, grab your phones real quick. Let's just knock this out. We'll show you exactly what's going to happen. And they showed people, all right, here's what question one is. Here's what question two is. Here's what question three is. And the response rate from the people that were there at the event was you know, well in excess of 50% of the people filled the survey out before they even left the room. That's really powerful. So we really should be integrating surveys into everything that we're doing, whether it be hosting an event, we should survey the people that are there, whether it's our staff, we should be surveying them, whether it's our clients, we should be surveying them so that we can really learn because, you know, we believe that we understand what it is that these people are looking for, but do we really know what they're looking for? And the only way we're going to find that out is to ask them. And the nice thing that I really liked about the survey that you're talking about at the event there was actually value um, if they sat down and filled out that survey. So it was not only fill it out because it's going to help us, it's once you fill it out, we're going to send you the slides, the this, the this, the this. So I think that's another important part is make it worth someone's time. Not, hey, if, fill out the survey and we're going to draw someone to win a free ice cream at Chick-fil-A. Although you would enter that. You'd enter that out every time. Both of you guys. You you literally just connected you and Jason's Uh, two favorite things in life. But but actually give some sort of tangible value. Is is that what I hear you say? Yeah, I think if you can definitely tie it to something of value, I think that that's really gonna help you out. So in that particular event, yeah, fill this out, I'll give you the slide deck. Or maybe it's fill this out and I'll give you a free um analysis of your home's value, right? Offer something, give some people something in return, right? If you're asking somebody to do something, there should be an expectation of something in return, ideally. If you do offer something in return, I think you're going to see that your response rate is going to increase significantly. So let's brainstorm real quick. What can you ask if you're going to um, survey your, let's say, employees or people that work for you, independent contractors, what are some things that we can offer them as a something in return? You mentioned a couple things if we're a real estate agent, um, surveying our clients but jason kyle what are some of the things that you could offer your employees like me um to fill out a survey that kind of thing well for you ice cream simple right done jason chick-fil-a done right like you guys are easy yeah you guys are very easy but But you know us for the average real estate agent mortgage officer just you know business professional leads are what most of us revolve around so for us we are going to be sending a survey out to our agents on the team and if they complete the survey, 
they will have an opportunity to get better leads. And if they choose not to complete the survey, they mm. will not have that same opportunity. So that would be one example. You know, if you are running a real estate team, real estate brokerage, leads are one of the most important things that there is to agents. Not Hopefully, it's not the most important, but one of the most important things to agents. And so if you can reward agents for completing a survey by giving them more leads, better leads, opportunities at more leads, that is one of the ways that you're going to get people to do it. Now, what is the best question to ask and what is the worst question to ask? I don't know. I think the thing, whether it be surveys or just general marketing, is you've got an A-B test. So we're going to do this with our clients. We've got about 50,000 clients in our database, names, phone numbers, email addresses, People rather that are than interested in buying, either buying have or been selling. or currently interested. Yeah, yep. so rather than just sending a survey to all 50,000 people, which would be, one, it'd be crazy to see how many responses you get. You don't necessarily want to hit that many people in one shot. But what would be ideal is maybe just send 100 with this headline and 100 with that headline. And now you've got a little sample of a couple hundred. I mean, with 50,000, we could probably do 1,000 and 1,000. And run it with two separate headlines, same audience, two separate headlines, and see which one gets a higher response rate. And so then we could see message A, we got 25% of people that responded, and message B, we got 35% of people that responded. Well, if that was our sample on 1,000 people, when you go and do that to 50,000 people, that 10% difference becomes huge. You know, you're yeah, talking 5, 000, on a 50,000 person database, you're talking about getting 5,000 more responses and that's because just from one A-B test. Obviously, just simple could, mm-hmm. A-B test. So anything that you're doing in business, you should be A-B testing. You don't want to necessarily just throw it out there and hopefully it works. And if it doesn't work, try something new the next week. There are systems. So SurveyMonkey is one of the best survey systems that's out there. You can run A-B test on that. Um, we use something called AdEspresso when we run a lot of our social media ads. And that has a lot of A-B testing built in. I think even Facebook on its own has A-B testing they built do. into it now. So when you're doing marketing, again, whether it's an ad on social media or whether it's a customer satisfaction survey, A-B test. Don't just take your 50,000-person database and blast out a message to all 50,000 people. You definitely want to A-B test it and see what's working. And if you, let's say they both come back at 25%, maybe send another 1,000 and 1,000. See if it changes and try and try until you see that there's a clear winner. And then once you see that you've used a large enough sample size, you find that there's a clear winner, then dive deep on that. Um, And I think that that can really change the way that you run your business by actually taking into consideration the things that people are saying about your event, your you as a a leader, or your you as a real estate agent. And then by using that A-B testing, then we can get a lot more responses on that as well. And the more responses we have, the better that's gonna make us. Perfect. To finish up the segment here, Jason, I'm going to ask for 30 seconds. I know that's tough. 30 oh, seconds. Best business tip for a business owner. Best business tip. Something you, you've, you've implemented or used this week. Something that, um, that, that you can share your 30-plus years of experience in, in a field of being a business owner. You know, I think surveys are, are amazing, but I think also just calling at the end of a transaction and just going, hey, Mr. or Mrs. Lee, what did we do good? You know, personally hearing it, right? Okay. What it, What did we do good? What can we done better? Um, you know, thanking them for their business. And it's amazing how many people just take that business for granted. Um, and I know a lot of us get busy and sometimes just forget to do it. It's perfect. So personal. So Kyle's talking about systematically yep. doing it, especially with a big group. You're talking about bringing it down, personalizing it. Yep. I think that's fantastic. Kyle, do you have anything that you've learned or implemented this week that you can say, hey, this is a great way to 
build business, build culture, anything like that? I think that's essentially what we just did is went over the big things that I've learned. But what we're going to do with that is really to work on our core values as a business, because I know that we need to really identify as we're here at the end of the year, it's really good to reaffirm what your core values are and maybe adapt them as you need to so that as you head into 2019, you can really have a strong sense of identity internally and externally within your company and with your clientele. And so I think that that's something really big that you can do by utilizing CSAT or customer service satisfaction studies. So just want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to the first ever episode of the Whistleway podcast. If you found this information valuable, you want to continue to learn, we would love for you to join us on our Facebook group, The Whistle Way. You can just go to thewhistleway.com. Whistle is spelled W-H-I-S-S-E-L, thewhistleway.com. That'll direct you to our Facebook group. Love to continue learning and sharing with each other so we can all grow our businesses. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week.